Hey, Booby, it's time for another Ed North Ed Ted podcast. Can I get it going? Oi, Bay, go ahead. I don't even know why you asked. You're going to do what you want anyway. <laughs> Dave Swerdlick from Uptown Podcast Studios, located in Uptown Minneapolis, and Story Cub Video Picture Books. But most importantly, a proud member of Ed North, an EdTech meetup group located in the Twin Cities. If you'd like to know more, just head on over to ednorth.org. I like to repeat myself, so head on over to ednorth.org. Wow, what a guest. Without this guest... None of this would happen. Steve Welvang, the founder of Ed North, joins us via telephone uh, as uh, the coronavirus is, uh, well, let's just say we're playing it safe. So let's check it out. Steve Welvang, words cannot express how great of a guy he is and so knowledgeable. It's education technology, it's EdTech, it's the Ed North EdTech Podcast. Steve, welcome. Thank you, Dave. Glad to be here. We're glad that you're here, and Ed North would not be around if not for you. Could you tell us the history of how this whole thing originally came together? Well, you have to go back to uh, 2013 when I returned to my private law practice uh, after spending 10 years in the education sector with a company called ECMC, Education Credit Management Corporation. And I had several uh, roles there, including their general counsel, but also president of an investment fund that uh, permitted me to look at education innovation all around the country. And when I came back to my private law practice in 2013, I said, you know, I think the Twin Cities really could be more of a leader in uh, innovation in ed tech. We had been a leader 20, 30 years ago, but we had fallen short. And so that was really the kernel of, uh, of this. And what I did then was search my experience about working with entrepreneurs in other sectors. And actually, way back in the 80s, when I came to town as a young lawyer, uh, I worked in the medtech sector with an organization called Medical Alley, which was then just getting started. And I saw the power of having programs where you brought people together uh, from different backgrounds, but around a particular sector like medtech. And so I came up with the idea to form a meetup group uh, around edtech rather than medtech. And that really was the origin of Educelerate now called EdNorth. I joined Educelerate in 20, which is now, of course, EdNorth, like you said, in 2014. And at the time, you were affiliated with a person or an organization in Chicago? Lawyers don't like to reinvent the wheel, uh, so when I came up with this idea to form 
a, a programming group organized around programs to help entrepreneurs solve education problems, I went to my network and found out that there was a fellow in Chicago named Chris Nyron who was really doing the same thing. He had come up with the name Educelerate Chicago. He was using meetup.com. Chris and I connected and just launched Educelerate Twin Cities, later Educelerate North, now Ed North. Uh, so Chris and I collaborate, and Chris had plans uh, back in 2013 to have a number of Educelerates around the country. He did actually have one in Los Angeles, uh, one in Denver, I believe. But the other ones, that even in Chicago, have really, for different reasons, uh, fallen by the wayside. And we uh, have grown here uh, in the Twin Cities uh, considerably. Um, so Chris is uh, still uh, actually on my board when I created Ed North as a Minnesota nonprofit. But um, the other Educelerates are to my knowledge, no longer uh, operating. Could you tell us some success stories in EdTech that, um, of people that belong to this, uh, this meetup group? We weren't starting from scratch. The Twin Cities uh, has been a rich area for education technology for many, many years. Companies formerly Plato Learning, now called Edmentum, are the first computerized education companies. A lot of testing companies here, uh, Pearson, and um, Data Recognition Corporation, um, Questar Assessment, student information systems like Infinite Campus, and also the University of Minnesota, which uh, College of Education and its assessment area has really been a, a leader. And so we, I tapped into as many of those existing corporate sponsors as I could for uh, existing companies to sponsor uh, our events. Our first event was in November of 2013, and then pretty much every year, every year since then, we've had 10 to 15 events per year, all free events as a result of our um, corporate sponsors. The uh, success stories, uh, I think it's still a, a journey, and it's a, the story is still unfolding. Even before I started, uh, KidBlog uh, was um, getting going, and Matt Hardy was one of the first people I met, uh, who, and he's been very supportive of um, our our work and has presented at um, uh, several of our events. Similarly, Flipgrid has always been very cooperative and uh, lending people to uh, help us with our events. One of the other things that North has done is we sponsor and organize uh, startup weekend education events. We've had four of them. One of them was at Flipgrid, and Flipgrid was acquired now about three years ago by Microsoft. So that Flipgrid is, which came out of the University of Minnesota's College of Education, one of the more successful recent startups in our community. So Flipgrid uh, had a, a fairly unique, I think, um, uh, a journey to uh, getting acquired. They were uh, founded, as you say, at the University of Minnesota's College of Education by um, a couple um, you know, Charlie Miller and Brad Hosack, uh, when they were spun out of the university, were run by a couple non-education people, Jim Leslie and Phil Soren, who had many successes in the technology area. And originally, as I understand it, the plan was to move Ed North, rebranded as a VidCo, uh, into the corporate community. That didn't work out, and so they went back to their roots in the um, education sector 
and uh, they really focused exclusively on education, and they were able to uh, generate their user base up uh, kind of in a hockey stick, and uh, that ultimately led to uh, the interest of uh, Microsoft's uh, education division, Microsoft, um, like kind of all of the major uh, technology um, companies have um, substantial presence in the um, uh, education sector. So it was a little unique story, I think, um, probably not to be duplicated again, frankly. Um, However, we're hoping that other uh, of our uh, members of our community will generate the sales and revenues that are really necessary to not only sustain themselves, but have a successful exit, whether it's a um, usually a acquisition by a larger company. Ed North has uh, some awesome events and, and great sponsors. In 2014, I didn't know anyone. I just walked in the door and greeted like crazy. Anyone who is, is in the education technology sector uh, should not be afraid to just come in and join, right? Yeah, I'm glad you, you had that experience, Dave. That's our goal is to uh, focus totally on the entrepreneurs who are trying to solve education or training problems and have a very welcoming uh, format. And uh, we try to uh, connect people either at our events with others who can help them or through our uh, website at ednorth.org, where we have a list of connectors, uh, people who are expressed a willingness to um, work uh, for free with uh, education entrepreneurs and uh, that is really our goal is to support uh, however we can the uh, uh, frontline entrepreneurs trying to solve education and training problems. So you're still uh, a practicing attorney, correct? So I am um, at age 72 here. I'm still a practicing attorney. Uh, my father uh, is 95 now, worked till he was 90. I don't think I'll work that long, but I really enjoy uh, practicing law, working with clients. Uh, I now focus totally on startups and early stage companies in the education and training sectors. Uh, so yes, I am. I'm part of a large uh, national firm of almost a thousand lawyers and 27 offices around the country. So I can help and my firm help entrepreneurs in about any um, any issue they have from corporate work, organizational work, to patent intellectual property licensing, things like that. Steve, where do you see the future of of education and technology? Uh, I've been in uh, some uh, local schools recently, and they all have smart boards, and um, they're all utilizing some type of technology. Kids either have iPads or Chromebooks. Where do you see this moving forward? I, I think that there's uh, still significant areas for the technology to get traction in education. There's a lot of reasons why, even though there's a lot of technology in the education sector already, um, it's not being utilized as it uh, could be. And part of that is the challenges uh, in the classroom. Teachers have way too much to do with limited time and don't get the resources um, available for training and uh, how to use the technology. So there's um, no lack of technology in the classroom. I think there is a lack of effective use of technology. And again, uh, the technology needs to, if it's used in the classroom, support the teacher 
not ever replace the teacher's role. Uh, and that's very important to keep that in mind that to be successful, the technology has to make uh, teaching more effective, engage students more effectively, engage parents uh, more effectively. So I think there's um, still a tremendous opportunity in the education sector. There's by no means um, too much. Uh, it just needs to be increasingly uh, used effectively. And uh, I think that uh, that's why I keep doing what I'm doing, because I, I see the need for better outcomes in education and continue to believe that technology can be part of that uh, solution to create more effective outcomes for uh, all of our students. I have yet to speak to a teacher who knows how to run every function on a smart board, but there are a lot of features that they don't use. But what about college? Now, there are so many colleges where you don't see a teacher. Uh, it's all online. Well, I think online has been uh, a part, a major part of uh, every uh, college um, and university for a number of years. I think the numbers now are something like if you looked at the delivery of education at the University of Minnesota, about a third of the delivery is online. And I think that'll only increase, particularly now that we're in the current situation that we're in, and many colleges and universities have gone totally to online. And uh, it's a matter of becoming uh, familiar with it. There are many, many support structures that um, are in place uh, for connecting with students beyond just the delivery of the education uh, curriculum. It's, it's connecting with the students, permitting groups of students to have different interaction among themselves. Uh, so I think that it, it's a um, continue to be a, a technology, particularly online for universities and colleges will continue to be um, a significant new uh, way to uh, deliver uh, education content. Again, technology can never replace the role of a teacher. Um, and I think virtual, all virtual schools absent some type of extraordinary situation as we have now. Um, but when we get back to normal, I don't think there will ever be, you know, most schools will be virtual, I think. Uh, but I think there will be a time when all schools will have some virtual component. Let's, let's move on and talk about um, the current situation. Yeah, well, um, you know, I think we're all uh, trying to digest this uh, extraordinary situation, which certainly in my lifetime I've never seen anything like this. Uh, um, you know, whether it lasts, uh, whether the isolation uh, lasts a month or six months, I don't know what it is. Uh, in the meantime, though, um, you know, students uh, uh, do need to continue to be educated. Parents are going to have to play a big role in uh, keeping their children uh, focused. I think schools are uh, trying to uh, adapt uh, uh, and uh, do the best they can to offer um, online uh, courses and curriculum. Um, and I think it's just happening real time all around the country. Um, hopeful that uh, you know we'll learn uh, collectively uh, a lot ab uh, about how to be most effective uh, but it's 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 a huge 
challenge right now. Um, the Senate passed a $2.2 trillion economic uh, package that I'm sure you know. I'm happy to hear that some of that is going to go to companies, small small businesses. Um, a lot of these uh, ed tech companies are small, and they need to keep the doors open somehow. Yeah, no, it's, it's very challenging for all uh, uh uh, smaller companies and, and particularly startups and, and uh, the education sector is no different. I've talked to several of my clients about the the, the, the challenges uh, that they're facing because in the education sector, particularly if you're selling to K K through 12 schools, that we're right now we're in the middle of the the, the height of the seasons. Schools uh, make their purchases decisions now and 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 and. Uh, into the early summer uh, to get ready for the fall, and and a lot of uh, key conferences that um, uh, would have been uh, filled up with thousands of people have been canceled, uh, and uh, schools are closed, and so vendors can't uh, contact the schools in person. So it's a real challenge, and um, there's no other way to um, characterize it. Uh, hopefully, uh, some of these. Uh, life nets that are uh, safety nets that are, life that are being offered by government um, uh, can uh, keep afloat as many of these companies as possible. Are there any companies, ed tech companies currently that kind of make you go, hmm, you, might, you know, you might have something? Well, at the, at the risk of um, missing some, I guess, I, I, you know, we have on our website uh, – at ednorth.org, uh, a list of of companies got about a hundred there, um, and uh, that is um, I, d- I don't necessarily want to call any one particular out. Some of them are my clients, and I don't want to favor my clients. I would say that um, the Minnesota Cup, which Ed North had been instrumental in organizing um, the education and training division uh, uh, three years ago. Uh, uh, every year has had um, 75 to 100 applications of, of of companies. Every year, the Minnesota Cup uh, Education Training Division selects 10 uh, semifinalists for free mentoring um, and competition for a $30,000 uh, top prize. And uh, so, if you look at the um, the companies who've gone through that um, Minnesota Cup, uh, you get a good sense of of the quality of the um, early stage education companies we have here. You, you sent an email out to uh, members of Ed North having to do with our current situation. I I apologize. I don't remember exactly uh, what yeah. it said. Yeah, that came, that came from um, Angie Eilers, who's the founder of uh, Your Turn, um, sent me that. Angie was is one of our more successful um, uh uh, many and not just more. I mean, she's uh, also um, part of a number of uh, our successful early stage ed tech companies. Uh, your your turn, you are turn, and uh, she was a graduate of a ed tech accelerator uh, called um, AT and T uh, Aspire Accelerator, and uh, that came from the director of AT and T Aspire Accelerator. Uh, asking for um, a survey if people in the ed tech sector could uh, take it. And, and uh, AT&T Aspire has been around for several years. Uh, uh, they uh, 
let's say, provide incubation uh, for EdTech accelerators. Very competitive to get in there, but they have a, a big network of investors and and sponsors, and so they were looking for information that they could in turn help shape some of the support that they might recommend to their sponsors, and uh, that was the gist of the um, the email. But and, and actually, as I follow more broadly our uh, entrepreneurial startup community here, which is, by the way, extremely um, uh, stronger in, in the seven years I've been doing this today than it was seven years ago with organizations like uh, Beta and um, um, the Minnesota Cup and uh, uh, Forge North. A number of those organizations have sent out similar surveys asking for information uh, that could help shape uh, responses uh, to our uh, startup community. If there are, if there are companies out there that are looking, you know, they're looking for funding, it, it used to be, and maybe it still is. That's kind of my question. It used to be really, uh, for the most part, coming out of the, the out of Silicon Valley. Has things changed? I mean, there seems to be VCs kind of all over the place. Well, unfortunately. Um, you know, most of the VC funding goes to California, New York, and Massachusetts, uh, with some other cities in between. But uh, those states and areas tend to grab most of it. Um, we have uh, some uh, local VCs, but not particularly in the um, education sector. We, of course, are known for our um, med tech community and still have a very vibrant med tech and healthcare community. Um, I think that education uh, technology startups uh, uh, have to realize that um, you're probably not going to attract uh, venture funding um, uh, and uh, it's, it's going to have to be a different business model uh, where you're, you're trying to get uh, funded to a level where you can be sustainable uh, through um, generating revenues because you've got a product or service that uh, teachers or schools want to pay for. And uh, uh, so bootstrapping is the most common form, um, getting family and friends. Uh, uh, there are some angel investors that uh, with the right uh, um, uh, product or service uh, will uh, will invest. But uh, bootstrapping is, uh, uh, and then, trying to generate uh, through a premium model, um, but getting revenues from some of your, uh, as many of your customers as possible, as soon as possible is pretty much the way that most companies have had to um, survive. If someone has an ed, an ed tech company, uh, they have a product, and let's say they want to get it into schools, uh, because that's what a lot of these companies do, want to do. Uh, how is it done? How do you get in? Um, I know like Matt Hardy and Eric Nelson, former teachers, they kind of get it a little bit more. They get it a lot more, I think, than other people. They know kind of know how um, how it works, how school districts work, how, you know, things like that. But what about people who don't come from that background? So I guess if you don't come from the school background, you certainly have to inform yourself if you want to sell to schools. You have to educate yourself about um, how schools make decisions, uh, and 
it, you know, it's hard to generalize here. I think of a product that is um, used in the classroom um, uh, many times uh, is initially uh, uh, use a premium model where you you uh, offer it to teachers for free for some period of time, maybe uh, um, uh, with a with a limited uh, capability, and then um, with more features that uh, goes to a paid model or or it could be a, a trial period uh, for free followed by um, a paying uh, that you know those type of uh, services uh, products um, uh, require a word of rely on word of mouth uh, rely on certain teachers that uh, become your uh, proselytizers to really uh, champions to promote your product to their peers requires probably also some uh, attendance at teacher conferences, uh, regional or national, where you you uh, promote your product. Uh, um, but it's uh, so that's one way that uh, many of our local companies have gotten traction is through word of mouth, um, having something that. Again, the, the starting point, uh, no matter how hard you um, um, promote a product, if it's not really solving solving a real problem, then you're probably not going to get much traction. And so it's, it's those um, products and services that are solving real problems, the teachers, uh, certain early adopters uh, uh, adopt them and then uh, tell their friends and and uh, teachers are, uh, you know, certain teachers are are very um, connected. All teachers are very connected, and some uh, more than others will help promote your product. Ed North, uh, which is found was founded by you. I mean, it still goes back to the vision of becoming a national leader in providing innovative solutions for the education and training sectors. Uh, with what's going on now, is Ed North? going to be kind of on hold a little bit like like everyone else it, it wouldn't be unique um uh we're certainly not going to have any meetups soon i'm guessing yeah well we're taking a break uh, from our um meetups we had um uh a couple this year uh, already um and uh will our next one will obviously depend upon uh the uh the current situation but uh we're uh, uh, you know, we're already planning for um, Startup Week. Hopefully by September, when Startup Week occurs, we'll have our um, seven or eight programs um, during that week. Um, uh, similar to what we did last year, I think we'll have uh, one day of um, uh, that'll be designated as the EdTech uh, Training Day. Um, and uh, my understanding is this year it's. Uh, um, going to be uh, sponsored by um, uh, our uh, local um, EdTech uh, uh, Accelerator. Uh, they're run by Generator and ECMC. Um, that's my understanding. Um, but in any event, uh, we'll have a, at North a number of programs uh, during Startup Week. We hope that um, we're going to continue to support um, Minnesota CUPS Education Training Division. We usually have... Um, at least one event that we co-sponsor um, in August uh, with the Minnesota Cup uh, for the Education Training Division semifinalists, uh, and hopefully that'll be on track in August. 
between now and August, it's kind of up in the air what events we'll have. But Ed North is not going to go away. Our sponsors are strongly supporting us, and uh, we're uh, looking forward to um, getting back to having live um, programs here uh, as soon as we can. No, that's that's fantastic. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe there are a little over 700 members of Ed North. We Something have, yeah. I think the last time I checked, we're over 750, uh, wow. I think close to 775. Um, they grow by word of mouth, really. Uh, we don't uh, have, because we're totally a, a volunteer organization. Uh, Eric Nelson and Adam Gordon particularly helped me with uh, uh, our programming, and uh, our board is totally volunteer. Um, we don't have funds to promote ourselves uh, buying um, uh, up ads or things like that. Um, uh, so, But we grow about 10, 15 members a month uh, pretty steadily throughout the year, and particularly during major areas like uh, major events like Startup Week, we tend to grow a little more quickly at the, those times. Wow. Well, uh, Steve Welvang uh, the founder of uh, are you the founder of Ed North? Should we say that, or is it Edge Accelerate then Ed North? Um, Either way, Dave, it's, it's Ed, Ed North right now, and uh, formerly known as Edge Accelerate North. Well, Steve, I, it's um, first off, couldn't have done anything without you, and you're, uh, and I mean this from the heart, and I think I've said this to you previously. Um, you know, words cannot uh, say how uh, generous you are um, in your time, in your talent, and uh, and in helping companies uh, grow and and connecting people. You know a lot of people, and you're. If someone says something, a name some name pops into your head. Um, that's for sure. So I um, just want to say, uh, probably on behalf of. All the Ed North members, thank you. Um, thank you for for uh, creating this. Thank you for growing it, and uh, and thank you for for getting such great sponsors. Um, so we're uh, able to to do this, and anyone can come to these events for free. They need you know you need to understand that it's it's free, which is amazing. So thank you. Yeah, well, I appreciate those comments, Dave. I mean, I think this is a um, uh, definitely a labor of love. Uh, uh, everybody benefits from better learning outcomes. Uh, and uh, I've never met somebody who uh, didn't uh, have that as a as a, uh, um, a, a, a goal themselves to see better learning outcomes for all members of our community. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, keep uh, moving forward here once we get uh, beyond this near-term period and um, get back on track and uh, helping uh, the Twin Cities become a national leader in innovation in education technology. Awesome. Steve Welvang, founder of Ed North, thank you for joining us, which (laughs) um, uh, it's about time, but we have some great uh, podcasts 
previous to you or to this one that um, I know you you helped uh, a lot, uh, in, including uh, Kid Blog and Flipgrid and Edgy. You know, there's a bunch of companies that um, that are are really going at it. So, Steve, thank you again um, on behalf of everyone. And you are a practicing attorney. You you know ed tech. You know uh, well. You know a lot because you mentioned all these other um, things that you're involved in. Um, uh, you kind of specialize in. How would someone get a hold of you? I just want to make sure we get that out there. Yeah, yeah. So um, the multiple ways. One way is uh, just type Steve Welving and uh, into uh, your browser, and probably my LinkedIn profile will come up. Um, you can also email me at uh, s welving uh, s w e l l v a n g at my law firm Fox. F-O-X, Rothschild, R-O-T-H-S, C-H-I-L-D dot com, or go to ednorth.org, and you'll see contact information there as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for joining us on the Ed North. Hold on. You are Ed North. On your podcast, Steve, on the Ed North Ed Tech Podcast, and uh, and thank you so much. And thank you, Dave, for all you're doing here with the podcast. This is really Another example of we're trying to expand our reach, and the podcast is a key part of it. I, I know a little bit, and I, I want to give back. So uh, it is, uh, it's certainly a, a, an honor. So thank you so much. Thanks again to Steve Ed North Welvang uh, for joining us on uh, his podcast, the Ed North Ed Tech Podcast. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you like it, if you could do us a favor and give us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Now, if you happen to be listening to the Ed North Ed Tech Podcast in Apple Podcasts, if you could go in and... Uh, you can give it a rating with stars, and then you can also write a review. If you could write a review, it would truly be appreciated because the more written reviews we get, the more chance there is that Apple will feature the Ed North EdTech podcast. So it's really important to us, and it would really mean a lot. So thanks so much, and on behalf of Everyone who is a member of Ed North, this is Dave Swerdlick, and we'll talk to you soon. Stay safe.